I might put some money into it. And then, you know, for let's say a few weeks, it actually goes down. The truth is sometimes, I, you know, especially in my early days, I will panic and then I'll mm. sell it at a loss because I got scared that it will go further down. And what was even more frustrating, Peter, was the fact that soon after it will actually bounce back up and go past <laughs> the price that I bought it at. But I wouldn't day. benefit from that again. Yeah, I wouldn't even benefit from that again because I don't own the position anymore. Yeah. And that happened to me countless times. Listen, <laughs> like, what am I going to learn? Hello and welcome to Walk Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yes, yes, Peter. I'm doing well. I'm very good. No, definitely good to hear from you. Um, And yeah, just a massive shout out to our listeners, man, wherever you are in the world, man. We always just, yeah, appreciate you, appreciate your support just by listening in whenever we you know, check the stats on where we're getting listeners from. We're always so, yeah, happy to see um, so many listeners um, from different parts of the world. So just a massive shout out to you. But Jax, um, today we're having a quick episode and this episode is probably going to be on one of our, I'll probably say our hot topics, probably our best topics to one of our best topics to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to be around investing, man. Um, right now, uh, we are in May, May 2023. Um, we've obviously experienced, and when I say we, I mean the entire world, we've experienced a lot over the few years. Um, and I remember, Jack, when we were shooting a few, um, some episodes a couple of years ago, we was talking about, um, in, in investing, some of the dangers, some of the mistakes, um, some of the opportunities around investing. And one of the things, um, that took place a few years ago was there was a rise or an increase in a different, well, different types of investors, should we just say. Um, and there was a rise in lots of content out there as well, in terms of, you know, this is the next stock you, uh, you should be investing. This is the next business. This is the next 10X. This is the next, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Amazon, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but st- something has happened to that, Jax, in terms of um, viewership and that content, uh, let's say on YouTube, for example, um, and it's decreased. So my question, first of all, is what's happening around all of that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think, you know, especially when we talk about content creation, I think some of these people do it, most people do it for, as a business. Um and and so you know with youtube you tend to produce content that you believe your your listeners want to listen to and so when we are um in what we call a bull market you know when the financial markets the stock market is doing really well and stocks are going up of course you know um content creators are are um, inclined to shoot content that that you know they think their viewers will find entertaining um and that's what happens you know we we all know generally that there is things like the fear of missing out um, and, and we know that two of the most aggressive emotions that tend to um, affect investors is fear and greed. So um, when the stock market is going up and it's shooting up and, and things are great, then the greed kicks in. And, you know, everyone wants, now, wants to now talk about the, you know, the next 10x stock. In fact, I even saw some some stocks or some videos saying uh, the next 100x stock. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you guys must have some mystic mega yeah. these people. <laughs> Unbelievable, you know, and 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 they were getting many views, mm. you know. 
Um, and, and now a lot of them are, well, I don't know if they disappeared, but I just don't see as much. Um, mm. I'll be really honest with you, Peter. Um, we've been, me and you actually, we've been watching YouTube uh, for a very long time. Mm. And we, we enjoyed it because it felt much more authentic back in the days. Mm. Um, and for me, there was a time where, especially during during uh, the COVID time, where I actually lost a bit of um, excitement with watching some of these videos because mm. it more like became realistic. Mm. It became uh, you know people just talking, saying things that I, I believe were, were a bit nonsense. Mm. So that's that's what I think what's happened. Of course, there are still you know quality content creators out there. Some of which I still follow, and some of which I still I still watch. And um, what are some of the dangers? Let's say you know, because um, I said a few years ago. I mean, some people have been investing for years and years, but predominantly, I'll say around the time of when the pandemic uh, kicked off, and you know, lots of people are at home and you know, creators or whoever were able to create more content and make stuff like that in terms of this is the next 10x stuff and predicting the future and stuff. What were and are some of those dangers of, I guess, listening to that, consuming that, and then allowing that to heavily influence your investment decisions? Yeah. So we have we have a behavioral uh, finance term called uh, confirmation bias, which means, you know, a lot of the time when you have a, a thought or an idea, you tend to look for information that confirms that and you tend to run away from information that actually will challenge it. And so, you know, that's what happened, you know, when, and, and it's even worse when um, not just the information is backing up what you, you want, but also the reality is as well. So yes, you know, every, every uh, week we saw the stock market pushing up to higher highs, right? So you're watching content that's saying, oh yeah, this is the next 10X stock, next 100X stock. And then you're looking at the financial markets and the stock market is rising like it has never risen before. And so that's 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 the attraction, right? That's that's it's almost like a, a feedback loop, where you know you watch content, it do, it tells you this, and you go and watch, you do the actually the the uh I don't want to call it investing, the gambling I'll call it, or the speculation, and it works in your favor. So that's the danger. I think the danger is that confirmation bias of actually watching something go up and thinking that it's going to continue going up, and that's just how the stock market works. Um, you know, you just start to believe that the stock market only goes up, especially if you are new to the stock market during that time period. And 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 in your experience, and also what we know and what we see, um, when you know, um, in that time when everything is going up, everything is booming, and then things start to go down. Now, if you've been investing for the last three years and you're still in in, in invested, you would have seen certain things go down over the last eighteen months or so likely what we tend to see is you know particularly those people that were heavily influenced by probably and and who probably didn't make the most informed decisions like doing your own research doing your own due diligence really having strong conviction in a particular company when they've seen prices gone down just like a lot of people who are moving on on fear and greed they've sold out yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely and and i think what's even frustrating for me as someone who likes to provide investment education is um, unfortunately some of these people that were new to the market have now sold out and I believe the, the stock market is is some people even call it a scam mm. you know, and they're afraid of it you know what um because me and you were obviously of the mindset of long-term investing if you're going to be investing you know you should really be thinking about um putting your the time horizon around minimum of five years 
um, or around that um, as an absolute minimum. Now, so, some of these uh, companies that people are saying are going to turn X, etc. Guess what? Some of them will turn X. Um, yes. It might not happen anytime soon. It might yeah. happen in the next 10 years, which is absolutely fine and fantastic. But again, if you've approached things in the wrong way, you could be missing on so much opportunity even on that side of things. And, and that's and that's the sad thing, right? Because like you said, you know, some of these companies do have um, potentially amazing futures ahead of them, right? Um, we say that in the short term, um, you know, what causes stock prices to move is sentiment, how people feel about the company. Mm. But in the long term, it's actually the earnings, how the company becomes more and more profitable. Um, and then the stock price tends to track that over the long term. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, it could have been that, yes, in the short term, everyone was getting excited, but they could have been getting excited for a reason. Um, and of course, when when the macroeconomic environment, which is just things happening around the, the world, um, starts to become unfavorable to some of these newer companies, it does really affect the stock price. In mm. fact, the volatility is extremely, um, extremely high. And so stock prices can drop tremendously, especially if it's a new stock that hasn't been trading on the stock market for more than a few years. And we actually saw quite a few companies come into the stock market over the past few years as well. They could be down 50, 60, 70, 80, 90%. We, we know the story of Amazon during the mm. dot-com bubble, which lost 90%, <clears throat> sorry, which lost 90% of its uh, market cap in, I believe it was 1999, 2000. Mm. And now we know where the market cap is, right? So some of these companies were definitely more than 10x. Mm. But if you did not have the conviction and you didn't actually know, knew what you own or know what you own, according to Peter Lynch, then of course you will sell out when, when you know, the macroeconomic environment is not favorable. Hmm. And now let's say for the people that you know they they feel no, you know what I did do my 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 research. I I I feel quite strong about this. I've been you know looking at the earnings report at, at the moment when earnings seasons right now for um some of the bigger companies have already reported earnings in the past couple of weeks, but we're in that season right now. I've looked at all of this. I've looked at the ten k reports etc. But the price has gone down because of some of the macroeconomics um in terms of what's going on around us. But um and um I guess look, looking at that sort of um group of people, what is the the I would call the boring investor because I feel investing, although yes, some of it can be fun, but on a long-term scale, it's I feel it's supposed to be fairly boring and automatic as well. But what can the boring investor be doing right now who might have some of those so-called fun plays in their portfolio? Yeah, so you know, if, if you have got those port, uh, stocks in your portfolio and you still feel quite convicted about it and you're still doing your research like you should be, and, you know, looking at the 10Ks, listening to the earnings and, you know, watching the financial statements. So, you know, is the company still growing its revenues at a decent pace? You know, is it is it hitting the bottom line? Um, is the bottom line, bottom line getting be- better? And what I mean by that is the actual net income. Uh, does the company still have uh, a strong balance sheet so they, they, they don't have too much debt, for example, and, and they've got a lot of cash and, and current assets, etc.? Um, so once you've done all, all this analysis and it still looks quite good on, on in terms of its fundamentals, which is actually what is important for investing, then actually this presents an opportunity to buy a good quality company or a company with great prospects at a very, very cheap price, at a, a very high discount. Okay, If you like a company trading at $100 per share, why on earth would you not love it trading at ten dollars per share? Hmm. I don't know about you, Peter, but if I could, if I saw a house that was you know going for a hundred thousand pounds here in the UK, and you know it's like let's say a two bedroom house up in up in the northwest, and you know for some reason the the the, the property price dropped to fifty thousand uh, pounds 
for the house and nothing had changed in the house, just that, you know, house prices had dropped. Why would I not buy that house? In fact, why would I not mm. buy two of them? If I could, do you know what I mean? So I guess the thing is, for it's, it's easier for the average person to understand raw or tangible assets like, like property, whereas the stock market is, is much more of a newer phenomenon for a lot of people that it mm. is going to take some time for people to un- actually understand how the stock market actually works and get some experience with it. And actually off air, we've spoken about this, Peter. We, we say that we actually, we actually think this is a good thing. A lot of the, mm. you know, the issues that have happened in the stock market over the past few years, is actually a great thing for us young uh, long-term investors because we are experiencing something that you know we can we can use going forward absolutely this is a fantastic experience and um, to 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 go through obviously not the reasons why things are happening but the fact that the stock market is on what i would call a major discount and has been on a major discount for some time it's been a slow discount it's not just taken a dip and come back up. I mean, it's happened every now and then, but it's been a slow um, regression, so to speak, um, which to be honest, for the boring investor, you know, if you have a, a healthy, what you'll call a healthy balanced portfolio, portfolio is a great time to continue adding and adding um, to your portfolio, um, given you can afford it. Because th- that example of you saying, if you see a house price um, going down and, you know, there's, the reasons behind that is purely because house prices are going down. That mentality to to develop that mentality is not an easy thing because we tend to do the opposite in the stock market. Exactly, exactly. Now, now the, the key thing here is to you know be be convicted um, and 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 to actually do the, the research if you are someone who likes to pick individual stocks, right? If your company is loaded with debt and the stock price has dropped fifty percent, the chances the chances are that could have been warranted. Mm. right um actually it's, it's, it's probably a, a fair price yeah i guess that's why you know for stock pickers I, I i would encourage people um to to actually really understand how to do something called valuations mm. and valuation is actually looking at you know the price of the company relative to different things like its earnings etc you know does the company still produce a high cash flow these things are really really important um and you know if if you don't do that and the stock price actually drops, then, you know, you can't tell whether it's warranted or not, mm. or whether it's a good opportunity or whether you're catching what we call a falling knife, which is a company that could be going to zero. Mm. Hmm. And it's deep, and it happens, happens all the time, and it will continue to happen. Um, and and I guess another thing also, just for the, for the person that maybe wants to be, you know, the less adventurous also. Um, what are some of the other ways that people can be thinking about if they're looking at their portfolio right now and they've, their portfolio is mainly just stocks and it's particularly some of the, you know, these so-called high growth stocks? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at your portfolio and you ask yourself the right questions, you know, um, does the portfolio still uh, represent your objectives, your timeframes and your risk profile? And if so, then, you know, you, you just continue doing what you've been doing. Okay. So I, I personally think if you've got, you know, a 20 year, 30 year time horizon, who cares what's happening right now? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Love in, it. Yeah. In the, in the, yeah. You just, you just stick to the plan and you, you dollar cost average and every single month you make sure you manage your personal finances. You make sure that your, your income is, is higher than what's going out. You save a proportion of your income and you use that to invest in a world diversified portfolio of, of stocks. So it could be even a 100% uh you know all stocks portfolio right covering the world 
and you just continue and you don't really worry about that short-term fluctuation it doesn't mean nothing in fact if it does mean something it means you're actually buying good companies especially mm. more diversified uh, index funds you're buying quality companies at a much cheaper price and in the mm. long term uh, your returns will be much much higher so for the long-term investor which i believe most people or i think everyone should be um and if you are someone who approaches investing the way we kind of like investing generally which is um to have let's say a core satellite approach where the majority of your you know your portfolio is in index funds and then the key thing is just to continue and not to worry about what's what's going on uh jack bogle who uh, is the founder of, of vanguard and is very well known for um the the you know the push of of, of index funds he 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 talks about people just setting up what we call their strategic asset allocation which is mm-hmm. you, know, you choose how much stocks how much bonds you want in your portfolio and then you don't care what happens in in, in, a few, in in a short term you just continue doing whatever you're doing you don't watch the news you don't care you just continue putting money into the market and let the market do its thing the market has been a proven wealth builder for many many years and i believe will continue will be for real, for real, and um, has been for for decades. Uh, so no, no, absolutely, I love that. So, Jacks, before we wrap up, I guess my question to you is, um, and I feel we we've kind of answered it, but really for our listeners, actually, you know, however long you've been investing, um, particularly if you started in the last couple of years, um, my question is, um, for those that have sold out. Um, and nothing externally major, like no life changes have happened, etc. Purely just sold out because, um, you know, we've gone through a turmoil or so-called turmoil in the stock market and the prices have gone down drastically. My question um, to them, and maybe for you, Jax, to answer, and it may be a yes or no, but what does that say about that person as an investor and for those that have stayed the long haul and are still investing and are adding what does that say but jacks those are kind of two questions but before (laughs) i I go over you to answer that i'm gonna do a quick shout out to where we're getting um new listeners from so you can have a think about your your answer as as i do the shout out as well but this um area where we're getting new listeners from is called hegadal which is in norway but yes, welcome to the World Finance uh, Podcast. On this uh, podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. You're here with myself, Jax, and, and Peter. And um, if you want to know more about what we do, because World Finance is more than just a podcast, we do serve in the community here in the UK. You can head over to www.waltfinance.co.uk. And if you want to engage with us on socials, we are predominantly on Instagram, and that's the World Finance team. So I hope you're gaining tons of value and enjoying the episode come on come on come on a massive shout out to our listeners over there in Hegadal in Norway and all over the world but Jax man um just back to my question before I let you go um for those that have sold out purely because of what's happened with the stock price and nothing else in terms of personal circumstances what what can that say about an investor and would you say they are an investor it's just some questions that's come to mind yeah, I mean, look, if 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 you if you've sold and it's not on the basis of your personal circumstances or you wasn't really doing a, a deep, let's say, portfolio review and it's purely based on the fact that share price is falling and deep down you know it's because your schedule will continue to fall, the chances are you've allowed your emotions to make the decision for you. 
Um, and if you're someone who tends to trade in and out of, of positions, um, I would say, you know, it's important to recognize that that's what you are. You are a trader rather than an investor. And there is a difference between the two. It is my pet peeve when people confuse trading with, with investing. They're two different things. An investor is someone who puts their money at a decent level of risk for a period of time gains ownership in an asset so that it produces either cash flow or capital appreciation that's when investor is whereas a trader definitely just tries to you know make use of of differences in prices and it's all about the, the price of the asset rather than the actual value of the asset so it's important to really understand that um so and I, and, I, and I will also say you have to be really honest and have a bit of empathy with yourself as well this is something that i have done when i first started investing or should i call it trading now <laughs> which is you know yes i might i may do my research and i may like the company and you know i might put some money into it and then you know for let's say a few weeks it actually goes down the truth is sometimes i you know especially in my early days i will panic and then i'll mm. sell it a loss because i got scared that it will go further down and what was even more frustrating peter was the fact that soon after it will actually bounce back up and go past <laughs> the price that i bought it at but i wouldn't day. benefit from that game. yeah i wouldn't even benefit from that game because i don't own the position anymore yeah and that happened to me countless times <laughs> it's like what am i going to learn well, <laughs> praise God, I've actually learned my lesson. And mm. so look, the key thing is to, to focus on the fundamentals uh, if you are a stock picker. But a person who has held through, I do want to commend, commend you. Um, again, it's all about why you've held through. Are you holding mm. because, uh, you know, you, you just, you're just hoping that it bounces back up and mm. it's not really due to the fundamentals of the company? Um, then of course that's not really the right thing to do. If you're mm. holding because the fundamentals of the company is still strong and you believe the current valuation of that stock is actually cheap, then well done for holding. And again, if, if you can you can go one step further and actually mm. buy more of that position. So mm. so I respect that that's that's and that's what an investor is, right? An investor seeks opportunities and knows exactly what they own. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Seeking opportunities and knowing what they own, man. So far, listeners, hopefully that was quite encouraging. Um, you know, as I said, like there's a lot of content you might be following out there that have probably taken the foot off the accelerator when it comes to investing. But for a long-term investor, it should actually be the opposite way. Um, these there's great opportunities given you're in a position to do do so, and you've you know you know what your time horizon is, what your objectives are, and you're aware of the risk that you can take on in your current circumstances. So for our listeners, hopefully that's been encouraging, man. Um, Jacks, any final words? Because, yeah, that's been really useful um, for me also. Yeah, I, I think the key thing is to always, you know, look down the line. Um, you know, it's too easy to get caught up in short-term fluctuations. Hmm. Um, it's too easy to go on to uh, CNBC or, or the Bloomberg or Yahoo mm. Finance and, and listen to all these short-term economic forecasts. And, and the thing is, you've got to remember the way media is designed. Mm. Media is designed to capture your attention, right? Mm. And the easiest way to capture your attention is through really playing with those very aggressive emotions that you have, which are fear mm. and greed. So what you find is, as I said earlier, you know, it could be greed. Stock market's going up and everyone wants to just buy, 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 buy. Mm. Or... Yeah, the stock market is coming down and we're coming to oblivion and number guidance is coming like you know mm. so you gotta be very careful of the media that you're consuming as well and who you're even speaking to um but always think long term and you know when i say think long term i'm not saying it blandly i'm not just saying it because it's something good to say what we can do is we can lean on history 
Um, no one knows what's going to happen in the next year, next five years, 10 years, 20 years. No one knows. No one's got a crystal ball. But what we do know generally throughout history is that when we invest in a, a portfolio of, of, of assets, predominantly equities, that that tends to outpace inflation. Hmm. Right? And we also know that when we go through periods of recessions, they are followed by periods of booms. Hmm. We know that they are economic and business cycles. These things have been things that we've experienced in the past. We've experienced worse situations than what we're going through right now. Hmm. And it always recovers. So, yes. You know, it doesn't mean that it's going to recover, but it always has. And that's hmm. kind of something that we can use to comfort us as long-term investors. And if it never recovers, I think we have bigger things to worry about. But that's another story for the day. So thanks for that, Jax, man. I have thanks for our listeners for sticking in with us on this episode. And remember all, all stay, stay woke.